Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, why can't we do anything in this country? Um, women are still being paid less than men. Uh, it's getting better, but it's not right. And so they want to fix it. Uh, a lot of mixed messaging from the government still. Uh, is COVID over or not? And we'll mark the week. It's Friday, man. That is what we do. Uh, but before any of that, uh, the cost of living thing. Yeah, is it actually getting worse, not better? Uh, cost of living. This report, the rising cost of living for Kiwis. This is the New Zealand initiative. Extra 3000 a year on essentials. Uh, and what they're saying is the government has misdiagnosed the economic issues behind the pandemic. It's tried to solve a supply-side crisis with a demand-side solution, which is what we've been saying on this program for months now. Further government stimulus could lead to inflation becoming entrenched. That's what we don't want. And then you've got the spectre, of course, of stagflation, which is the biggest disaster of all. And they say the upcoming budget includes an unprecedented $6 billion of new spending. This will only add more fuel to the fire. Simple question... Why don't they get it? Still, if we've got a nice fire going, um, at least that's energy heating costs that can be kept down. Licence to tell dad jokes, two licences. We're going to uh, move on now to ask the question, why can't we do stuff, like get stuff done, ever? Tell you what, have a look at the new bridge in Turkey open this week. It is the world's longest suspension bridge. It is spectacular. Uh, they claim it will generate twice what it cost in economic returns. It produced 118,000 jobs. And what stands out about it for me is not just the fact it's spectacular, but the fact that Turkey did it. Turkey, not really being one of the planet's great economic powerhouses. And this week here, that dreadful report that reminds us yet again that when it comes to things like infrastructure, we are hopeless. The gap between what we have and what we need is widening. The fact we waste money at a spectacular rate when we do build stuff. The fact that when something starts, it doesn't end on time or on budget. The fact things cost more than they need to. Transmission Gully, they say, is ready. But what a history of mismanagement. The Puhoy Road north of Auckland, been going for years. No opening date. Get Wellington moving was, in fact, well, it's done anything but... The consultants get rich while nothing happens. Then you've got the ideology of the bike lanes, the bus lanes, the coloured planter pots. All cost a fortune, aren't used and add nothing to the economy, all in the vain hope that people will take, take to them on their new bicycles to city centres they no longer come to town to work in. Uh, the light rail project for Auckland that's been announced twice was supposed to be set by last year still hasn't even started. Let's be honest, given the guesswork around the price of $15 billion, or is that $30 billion, we'll likely never see the light of day. Uh, the $50 million spent on that cycle bridge that got cancelled before it even got started. Let's not even mention CRL. I mean, it could be worse. I'm always astonished at America, the most powerful country and economy on earth, and yet full of bridges that keep collapsing, infrastructure that belongs in Eastern Europe. I mean, you ever taken a plane domestically in America? It's like 1986. But really, what this country appears to do well is write reports outlining why so much stuff doesn't work or live up to its expectation. This week, the infrastructure report, the mental health report, oh, 1.9 billion, they cried. And for what? Well, the report tells us not much. The Auckland report, dysfunction that's led to the place being the way it is. The literacy report, where nearly half the kids don't go to school regularly and 20% of the 15-year-olds can't even read. It's a shockingly poor state of affairs. No one gets it perfect, of course, obviously. But in a single week, we've got a shelf full of reminders that who we should be is not even close to the reality of what we are. I'd just like to uh, point out there uh, that uh, Mike claimed Turkey was not one of the world's economic powerhouses, and yet the suspension bridge he was talking about, which is the longest um, in the world now, um, the, the, the previous longest suspension bridge in the world was also in Turkey. And I'm starting to wonder if that's all they do. They are your go-to country for suspension bridges. Um, 
Uh, meanwhile, uh, back here, we are still not paying women the same as men, apparently. Uh, I guess the first question, is this a problem? And the second question is, what do we do about it? Mike, I've been a plumber and a gas fitter since I was 16. Every company I've worked for has paid employees various amounts hourly, always based on ability to bring revenue to the company. Because of talent and dedication to training, I've at times been paid more than tradespeople that may have been in the trade many years longer than me. Not saying it never happens, but at least in my industry, genitals don't play a part in the amount you pay. Genesis, they're into the pay gap. They publish the pay gap, which is my argument. You want to do it? Terrific. Get on with it. And more importantly, having done it, if you want to do something about it, do that as well. You know, But, but making, making people do stuff is overarching government. I mean, of course, I've always made my opinions on this issue totally clear, is that I don't understand why any men have any jobs or in charge of anything. And, you know, really, it would make more sense to me not to pay women the same as men, but if uh, there is a woman and, and a man going for the same job, just give it to the woman and don't let the man do it at all. Because we are terrible people. And and usually useless as well. Uh, but you won't get that kind of clear message from the government these days. Did you get the sense there was some confusion yesterday, Prime Minister, wandering around Eden Park, having made the announcement that mandates are going to go? Uh, these are the vaccine mandates. Uh, what businesses do now apparently appears to be up to them. Uh, no longer be required, of course, for education, police and defence. Uh, businesses using vaccine passes also get away with it. Still required in health, aged care, corrections and the border, of course. Uh, but an employment lawyer says people who lost their jobs did not have any legal recourse to get their jobs back, which is will be a surprise to many, I suspect. As soon as the employment relationship is terminated, any obligation that the employer has to the employee does not exist. I wonder how this is going to be written up in time. Not, the argument from the Prime Minister, and I think she's right, mandates worked in getting people vaccinated. I don't think there's any doubt that that part's true. But MB was set to update advice for business, but the advice hasn't come. So my argument would be if you're a business and you're wondering what to do, get on with your life. Stop. And, and we've created this culture in this country, unfortunately, where we go to the government and we go, oh, what do we do next? And once upon a time, we weren't like that, but we are now because the fear instilled in so many people in this country has become so overwhelming that we can't think for ourselves anymore. If you want to run your business and have a mandate, have a mandate. If you don't want to run a mandate, don't. It's your business, not the government's. Yeah, you see, and this is one of those ones where I always do, diff- my opinion differs from Mike's in that I love being told what to do and what to think. Uh, it's just, I love ta- having that pressure taken off me. And it, it doesn't really matter whether it's the government or domestic manager or Mike or anyone. Please, somebody tell me what to do. Make my decisions for me. Uh, or, or, you know, I have decided to put Mark the week in uh, this week, though. Mind you, that is the same decision I make every week. Time now to mark the week, the little piece of news and current events. It's as welcome as a vaccine pass in a rubbish bin. Uh, moving on, seven. I mean, far from perfect, but we'll take it, won't we? A sense that the, there's not only light at the end of the tunnel, it's actually quite close now. Ash Barty's uh, eight. Yeah. The ability to chart your own course and march to your own drum at such a young age is something to be marvelled at, I think, isn't it? Finland, seven. Finland, Finland, Finland. Happiest place on earth, again. Is it the freezing temperatures and the fresh salmon, do you think? Uh, The stuff we aren't any good at, three. Whoa, bit of a wake-up call this week. The infrastructure report, the mental health report, the Auckland report. Not one of them said anything. I'll tell you what. Tell you what, New Zealand, you're nailing it. It's a nation a bit adrift at the moment without the New Zealand determination to change a lot. Uh, The literacy report, two. Even worse than the other reports, we're failing our kids and our kids are failing. Million dollar suburbs, six. 
I mean, who doesn't live in a million-dollar suburb? Housing, five. Wake-up call from several quarters this week. The interest rates, the increase in the cost of living, the empty auction rooms. going to be a rough old year. Inflation, three. <laughs> Speaking of a rough old year, how, how about 150 extra per week per house, eh? That's what you get when you drive growth with debt and live beyond your means. Consumer confidence, two. We're in the doldrums. We're miserable. F1, eight. Yes! Back for the year, watched by more than any race since 1995 and the shake-up in the field in terms of performance and, of course, in F2, Liam Lawson with two podiums. Uh, the South Australian vote, six. Now, G'day, Mark. Good on you. Interesting insight into what lies ahead federally and quite possibly here as well. Is incumbency now a curse as opposed to a COVID-era advantage? A military aid to Ukraine, six. I mean, at last we're heading in the right direction, but really, I mean, a cupboard full of old tat. It's hardly going to swing things Zelensky's way, is it? I wish we had more intent, more determination. A Rotorua too. At last the mayor speaks out for a city, but then again, did she? I mean, the letter to the government only came out because of the Official Information Act. What happened to loud and vocal leadership in standing up for your patch, eh? Air New Zealand 8. New York! Here we come. Staff are being rehired, tickets are being sold, real journeys are being planned. Highlanders Blues 8. Because there'll be a crowd, real people, real world, having fun, not dying, not freaking out, not told to stay at home, just being normal. Ah, the simple pleasures. And that is the week. Copies on the website, and the price of this remains unchanged, by the way, due to the lack of nickel in it. Now, um, did you spot the way I cheated and marked the week this week? Right back at the beginning, uh, when you talked about Ash Barty, and I played um, the, the grunting female tennis player, that was actually Serena Williams grunting, not Ash Barty. Think that matters? Um, probably shouldn't have told you. Wonder if there would be a way for you to find that out. Like if you'd been listening to that and you'd gone, it doesn't sound like Ash Barty. Is there a Shazam for tennis players' grunts? And this is yet again. This is one of those podcasts where you're probably thinking, I should, I should have stopped listening about 30 seconds ago. This, this, the end stuff is just ridiculous. What's he doing? Sorry about that. Um, it'll never change. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, I need somebody to make those, those sorts of decisions for me. You see, uh, that was the rewrap. We'll be back with another one on Monday, and maybe the end will be better then. No, it won't. Be. I don't. Why, why would you even say that? <laughs>